Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. I'm a bit out of breath because I've just uh, been in a pool and changed. Now I'm back. I'm so ready. Good evening, everyone. Isn't it a wonderful evening to be here at church tonight? Yes, absolutely. So good to be celebrating baptisms tonight. And we also had 12 this morning as well. Um, so we've, we've had a good day. So do watch them on the YouTube channel as well if you want to be more encouraged. Um, my name is Eve Ridgway, as been said. I'm the clergy lead here. Uh, and it's a joy to speak tonight thinking about baptism, uh, particularly as well from this letter to the Galatians in the New Testament. And I want to encourage us tonight to reflect on our baptismal identity. For those of us who are baptized, uh, this is for us to consider who we are day by day uh, as baptized people. And if you're not baptized, that's okay. And I want to invite you to think about it and to think, is that the kind of life I would like? And we also begin tonight a few weeks in this letter of Galatians. It's a letter from the Apostle Paul to an early church community across the region of Galatia, where modern Turkey is. And the letter was written in the late 40s AD to churches that Paul and his co-worker Barnabas had planted a few years before. And this letter, the wider context, is challenging the teaching that has come into the church from a group called the Judaizers, who had come into the church and were teaching that people needed to essentially convert to Judaism before becoming Christians by practicing circumcision and keeping Old Testament law in particular ways. And Paul, in this letter, is responding to clarify that we are saved by grace through the work of Jesus, the undeserved favor and love of God, which we receive by trusting in Christ that we cannot earn by works and our own strength. Jesus has fulfilled the Old Testament law in his life and death and resurrection. Paul says to another early church in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 2, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. We're celebrating a gift tonight. For those of you who were students a few years ago, my first student weekend away that I came along to, Adrian, the clergy lead at Rangthorn, came and we spoke um, about this. And there was a, a phrase that he used, Jesus plus nothing equals... Thank you, there you go. Through your memory, well done. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. It's all we need. And from that faith in Jesus, we live lives of obedience to him empowered by his very presence, the Holy Spirit. But we'll be thinking more about those themes of law and grace and faith in the coming weeks. So do read along. There's six chapters. It's divided into six bits, Galatians. So if you read one of those a day, you'd have a day off every week. And if you read that through for the next few weeks, you would have read through Galatians at least four times. And when you meet as a group in your small groups, when you read it like that, it really helps to get it into our systems. 
But we're going to be thinking particularly today about baptism in Galatians. So we've seen baptisms tonight, and I want to think tonight about a baptized life. This life lived in response to God's faithfulness and rescue in Jesus Christ. In those verses we heard in chapter 3, we heard, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. And we're going to be thinking through a few of those phrases. So Paul speaks here to those who were children of God being baptized into Christ. And there's lots of imagery there. But he is also speaking literally and tangibly because they would have been practicing baptism. He was writing to people who would have been baptized in water, as we've seen today, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So baptism is an event. There is a time and a place and an action to recall and remember in the context of church community. We know this happened. We are witnesses to it. We know there were baptisms on the 23rd of April, 2023. But baptism is also a life, a new state of being with God that we inhabit day by day. So it was an event, and our candidates have their baptism candle and certificate that we've seen tonight to prove that, but it's also a life. One author that I've been reading recently about baptism talks about it in terms of living underwater. So we go under the water and up again in baptism, but we want to be saturated in, marinated, submerged in the spirit, in a life in the spirit, all day, every day. And that's helped me remember that I am a baptized person, not just someone who was baptized once a long time ago at an event. Pastor Kevin Adams, who's in the States, who's written this book about baptism, says, it's a gift we receive, we live underwater. Baptism enters us into an alternate storyline, one told since the dawn of creation, through which we understand our truest selves with all our joy and trauma, and by which we are united with a group of people unbound by race and language, continent, or generation. Baptism affects our devotion, our praying and doubting and Sabbath-keeping and serving. But it also has everything to do with our everyday lives of relationships and work and decision-making and worry. Baptism has been a key part of following Jesus since the early church. has been practiced throughout church history. And different church streams and denominations have practiced baptism a bit differently or emphasized different things. There might be different experiences in the room. But all agree that baptism is important and powerful. So my question to you about the baptized life is if you are baptized, do you think of yourself as living a baptized life? Or was that just something that happened a while ago that you don't really think about that much? Or if you're not baptized, would you like this life with Jesus? Secondly, in verse 26 in the passage that we're looking at, 
Paul addresses the Christians as children of God through faith. And this identity really summarizes the context and the persuasive letter that Galatians is. Through faith in Jesus, trusting in his rescue, in his triumph over sin and death and the enemy, anyone from any background or past can be reconciled to God, adopted as his child. And Paul knows this for himself because in chapter one, in the opening to his letter, Paul says, you know what I was like before. It's quite an open thing for a pastor to say to their church. He was zealous for the Jewish law. He was persecuting Christians, which later he realizes was persecuting Christ himself. He had a past, but now he has a now and a future. And in baptism, we remember that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And the cross and the resurrection are the proof of this. We've heard that in our stories tonight. I've got a few things here just to remind us as we go. I have um, a little wooden holding cross uh, that stays in the front of my bag all the time. And it's something that's been used by lots of Christians over the years as a reminder, as a, a kind of tool for devotion, if you want to pray, to have something tactile to remind you. And it also reminds me all the time that in the cross and the resurrection, nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. It's there for all to see. And part of the symbolism of baptism is washing. We've seen that very tangibly. We've gone into some water and we've come out. Or cleansing. That sense of being cleansed once and for all in Christ. And there's allusions there to the blood of Christ shed on the cross for us. This doesn't mean that we might, you know, we might still need to hand over things daily to God in practices of confession in being accountable to our Christian brothers and sisters. But it does mean that from God's perspective, we are his children. We are forgiven and freed from sin and guilt and shame. We heard that so clearly in our stories tonight. Baptism shows that we are children of God and encourages us in our identity. And there are a lot of claims of identity in our world. And we're encouraged to decide for ourselves and to form that for ourselves. Again, the pastor that I mentioned earlier says, in a world with hundreds of groups to join, a thousand songs to sing, and countless tantalizing stories promising the good life, baptism initiates Christians into an alternative story that offers us an inherited identity, a sense of belonging, and a set of lenses through which to see God at work in our sin-damaged world. So a question as you consider yourself children of God through faith, what is God reminding you of tonight that you are washed from? There might still be things that we tackle and struggle with. But our baptized identity reminds us that God once and for all has washed us clean. 
And then when we're baptized, in this uh, verse 27 of Galatians 3, it says, for all of you who were baptized into Christ. So we're baptized and mysteriously and miraculously grafted into the risen life of Jesus. (coughs) And we show this through baptism. And we now live the life that Jesus would live if he was here in us, in our place and time, in our network of relationships, in our context. Um, And I was hanging out with my friend the other day who's a nine, eight or nine, and she was showing me uh, these water beads. Okay, so I'm just getting my arm wet again. And these are things uh, that you place in water, I think just for the fun of it. Why not? You place in water, and they begin this size. You see? Teeny tiny. They begin this size. And you submerge them in water, and over time, probably like 36 hours or so, uh, they come out as this kind of size because they have absorbed all of that water. Now, I put one in here earlier, so just for context, I put one at the beginning of the service, and it's got to about, I can't really hold it, it's got to about that size, looking good, but it needs a bit more time. And I was just reflecting on this, that as we spend more and more time walking with Jesus, abiding with him, sort of soaking him up, if you, if you see what I mean, I think the risen life of Christ shows itself more and more in our lives. Now, there are many allusions to baptism in Scripture, uh, from Genesis with the Spirit hovering over the waters to the end of the Bible in Revelation's closing image of the river of life flowing through the city of God. And the New Testament writers interpret much of Old Testament imagery and particularly the Exodus story that we've been looking at recently through that lens and image of baptism. As we've said, baptism is important and powerful. And Andy Eves, one of our congregation, spoke this morning about baptism and highlighted a few really helpful things about it. And he shared, I'm going to share with us now, the same things. We see that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. Now, this is a baptism of repentance, and it's one that Jesus undertook uh, sort of for our sake. God the Father spoke audibly at that Uh, moment, affirming who Jesus was. And by taking part in that baptism of repentance that Jesus didn't need to do, he was without sin, we see him identify with us, with sinful humanity, later to take on our sin, on himself, on the cross. Jesus knows what it's like to be human, every human experience. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit at his baptism, and we can expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit in our baptized life. Jesus instructed his disciples to baptize future generations of disciples, teaching them to follow Jesus. And we follow that command today, that instruction. We see that in baptism and communion in our setting here in the Church of England, And we do that in large part because Jesus told us to. Baptism is also a public declaration and sign of our personal faith and trust in Jesus 
and our communal identity in Christ as part of the church family. And baptism is also a step of discipleship and obedience, saying, I do, I'm all in. So a question is, what does it look like for Jesus to live your life in you, in the here and the now? Then in verse 27, it says, we are clothed with Christ, those who have been baptized. Now, clothes show something of who we are. We've had to change tonight, some of us, because you have to wear certain clothes to get in the pool. And I was wearing like swimming gear underneath some clothes and then put on different clothes for different occasions. Clothes show belonging and expression and sometimes uniformity. They express something of identity. You can sometimes tell when someone grew up as a child or a teenager by what they're wearing. Or like me, you work with wonderful students who are now wearing the stuff that was really cool in the 90s. It blows my mind. Sometimes uniforms or clothing show solidarity, like if you wear a uniform or outfit for a team. Often, what we think is expressing our individuality actually means that a bunch of people sort of look the same. Taylor Swift, currently, um, I'm not really Swifty, but she's currently doing her Eras tour, have you heard this? And people are going to that tour dressed in the Taylor Swift era that they most love. It's an expression of following this person for a long time and saying, that's when I encountered you, that's when I identified with you. Um, people kind of sometimes expect you to wear certain things and not others, so sometimes I am told, um, you don't look like a vicar, uh, because sometimes I wear things like this. So um, sometimes clothes express who we are, sometimes they cover who we are because we're performing a role, sometimes they surprise us. So this phrase about being clothed in Christ is also about identity and expressing that. Because in baptism and in our life with Jesus, we don't build our own identity, we receive one, we accept one as a gift. And we see in other parts of Galatians them wrestling with that. What does it mean to be who I am and the characteristics I have? Our physical realities, our societal categories, our ethnic identity being understood through the lens of being one in Christ and shaped in obedience to him. The early church showed this in baptism through um, often having kind of white robes that the people would wear once they came out of the water to show that they had put on Christ. We put off the ill-fitting or self-centered clothes of putting ourselves at the center of our story. And we put on Christ and his truth. And later, Paul says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience to the Colossians church. Put off the things that are ill-fitting. So how do you practically clothe yourself with Christ each day? Do you have ways and practices remembering who you are, of encouraging one another? And when we've been clothed with Christ, finally, we're encouraged to live by the Spirit. And we heard about the fruit of the Spirit. This is my 
prop, it's a fruit. There was a banana here. That's disappeared. <laughs> if anyone's eating the banana, yeah, there you go. Maybe Dan ate it. Um, so I was like, I don't know where that's gone. There's a lot about the law in Galatians, and we'll be ex exploring what all of those discussions are about. And we might say that following Jesus is about faith rather than rules and regulations, but it doesn't mean that anything goes. There is obedience and cost to following Jesus, but it's out of the motivation of response to God's love and the capacity of that is out of the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Paul says, don't use your freedom to indulge yourself, but serve others humbly in love. And fruit, as we know, grows. You can't just will fruit. You can't just look at an orange tree and go, oranges, doesn't work. Try it. Martin Luther, one of the reformers, said that we have a lifetime to think about and learn and become all that we can be in baptism. It says, in baptism, therefore, every Christian has enough to study and practice all of his or her life. Christians always have enough to do to firmly believe what baptism promises and brings. Victory over death and the devil, the forgiveness of sin, God's grace, the entire Christ and the Holy Spirit with his gifts. There's plenty to be getting on with together. So a question, do we understand our freedom in relation to the creator or to ours or the world's definition? We heard that again in the stories tonight, knowing what it is to be free in Christ rather than free as we think of it or we've defined it. So are you living a baptized life? Are you children of God through faith? How are we clothing ourselves with Christ? And if you're not baptized, is that something you want because you want to follow Jesus and his ways and take on his identity in your life? Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.